Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. I am your host Ross and joining me this week we've got Adam and Colin. Good evening chaps. Hello there. Alright, sorry, I blacked out for a second. <laughs> I'll surprise you. Alright, I'm going to start with an opening question there, as we have done recently. Um, Sports Personality of the Year Awards, uh, the nominees, they've been announced this week. Um, what I'd like to know from you guys is... If someone from the world of football, other than Gareth Bale, uh, could have been nominated, who would it be and why would they ultimately win the award? Um, Adam, I'm going to start with you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give it to John Terry. <laughs> Good shout. <laughs> For his stand-up behaviour. Well, what I'm going to say is that, as far as I'm aware, in the year of 2014... To the best of my knowledge, he hasn't slept with any one of his teammates' wives. <laughs> and sometimes you've just got to reward progress. Dad of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. Colin, what have you got for us? Well, they've, they've got to be British, haven't they? Yes. Um, so that limits you down a little bit. Um, and I, I'd go for a manager if that's okay. Yeah, sure. But I'm sort of torn between two. And... I'm Kevin Keegan's between... done very little this year. <laughs> I'm torn between Sam Allardyce and Alan Pardew. <laughs> Just give it to them both. To, yeah, it could be a joint, joint, joint win. Um, I say instead we elect, we um, create a wrestling ring and throw it in the middle and let them fight it out. <laughs> that's, that's not ending well for Pardew. No holds barred street match. <laughs> you say that, but... I've, uh, if I don't know anything from the world of fighting, it's that people never expect the headbutt. Oh, yeah, good point. Early doors, headbutt, <laughs> surprise tactic, bam, Sam's Sam out. goes down. <laughs> the, the thing is, I'd probably go with Sam Allardyce just because West Ham uh, are in... The, the last time they were in this sort of position was when they won the World Cup. <laughs> so that's just how good a job he's doing. Yeah. Could, if, if only he could have done it a year earlier. Well, possibly, yeah. <laughs> Um, but the only other thing is, Pardew, if you see if you see the amount of support that sackpardew.com got, mm. it shows that the, the Geordies really really get behind the mission. <laughs> if, if they could channel that into votes for Sports Personality of the Year, they, they could push him over the line. So There's people there who are, we know are well orchestrated at, um, at creating a campaign. <laughs> yeah. Mobilising it. Pardew for sporty. But yeah, let, let's say Big Sam, but with an outside chance, um, Alan Pardew. With the outside chance, nice. I'm going to give it to Gerard just for how gracious he was in handing the title to uh, Man City last season. That wasn't gracious, that was like falling over like a deer, like Bambi. <laughs> it's still hilarious though. If you watch it today, it's, it's just amazing to watch. A whole season just down the drain with one slip of the boot. 
Lovely. Let's uh, let's talk about some football from this weekend then. Uh, match of the day started with QPR Leicester, and who are we to disagree with them? So let's start there. Uh, QPR won three two. Some some non league esque defending in this game. I thought just bunches of players in the box at both ends. It's not going to surprise you how often I see non-league football, so it's very difficult <laughs> for me to to get on board with that comparison. They're probably more organised than some of this defended. Um, I did enjoy all of the, uh, the QPR defenders stopping when they thought they fouled uh, was it, uh, one of the Leicester strikers before Cambiasso smashed the ball home. Don't worry about playing to the whistle, lads. Just uh, just stop. <laughs> And the West Mers Morgan own goal, Leroy first goal, a nice goal. Charlie Austin with another goal. That's five and six for him this season. A nice assist as well. He was my top fantasy football point scorer. Really? Happy days. <laughs> and uh, a Jeffrey Schlupp with a nice well-placed finish in the far corner. Quite an entertaining game. 51 shots on target in this game. On target? Oh, sorry, in the match. That's, that's <laughs> still pretty good. 32 shots from QPR. Uh, 19. Having a great time. Yeah, 19 from Leicester. Got your money's worth if you went to it. Anything to take away from this? Less than our bottom of the table? No, I'd just say that, that maybe on the flip side of the stats that you just mentioned there, Ross, maybe that shows you the weaknesses of both teams. That they had so many shots that it was so open. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought Leicester would be okay this, this season, but um, they're, they're struggling to get points, aren't they? And mm. If they're going to win up away from home, you would have thought that maybe they, they might be able to do it at QPR, but... Um, you know, with a few a few more wins before Christmas, Harry Redknapp could be uh, a war still in. in January. Well, well, he could do. Because um, I mean, a few weeks back, you know, people were talking about him getting the sack. Um, yeah, true. I don't know. It's just hard for me to summon up uber enthusiasm about this because I think that they're just two misfiring teams that are going to be there thereabouts all season. Yeah. And it could it could be a few points that decide whether they stay up or, or go back to the championship. The thing is, when you see the two of them together, and you realise that there's probably about three or four other teams this bad that you know that uh, at least two of them are going to be safe. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, um, yeah. Over 33 shots on goal by QPR, six were on target. Uh, 19 shots on goal from Leicester, five on target. So Leicester win that battle at least. What's Les Ferdinand doing? Surely, just shooting practice. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about getting on target, lads. Just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. All right, let's just stay down the bottom of the table. Burnley uh, rescued a point and a one-one draw with Villa. Joe Cole on the score sheet. Uh, he's Villa's. Oh. He's Villa's third goal scorer of the season. Warms my heart. It is. I, I love seeing Joe Cole score. I love seeing him play. How far away is he from being top goal scorer for Aston Villa? Not that far. <laughs> Probably three goals behind, I'd say. Wasn't it? I, I don't think we actually mentioned it on here, but apparently in October they had to cancel their goal of the month competition. Because <laughs> they didn't score a goal. <laughs> I, I've just looked at the PPC website. Do you want me to give you Aston Villa's top goal scorers yeah, in order? Yeah. Uh, Gabby Agbon Lahore. Yeah. With three. <laughs> Vyman. Two. Three. Right. Oh. In third place. Joe Cole with one goal. Is he on his own in third as well? Uh, I'm sure there's others with him as well, but you've got to click on view all top scorers to get that. Um, yeah, no I it. wouldn't waste. No. <laughs> no, 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 actually, it's telling me 
nobody else has scored a goal. Um, <laughs> really? In the league. Is that correct? Have they scored seven Seth, goals? Yes, they have. They conceded 18, scored seven. So that's correct. It's Gabiak Bonahol with three, Andreas Feynman with three, and Joe Cole chipping in there with one. Even Burnley we've at least scored conf- nine. We've at least confirmed that we are happy with the maths. <laughs> yes, that all checks out. Um, Roy Keane's left. It's a shame. Apparently he couldn't handle both jobs. I don't know if he's aware that Ireland's next which, match isn't until which, May or March. Which, but no, 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 you've confused it. That the jobs were Aston Villa and promoting his birthday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's a busy man. It is odd, though, isn't it? It is. There was talk of a bust up with uh, Lambert, which was always going to happen to dickheads. Basically, I'm going to say it. Uh, do you think maybe he just he smells a sinking ship? Yeah, doesn't want to be associated. That perhaps he thought that he could get that if he got if he went there and things started to go well, mm. that maybe they wouldn't give him that people wouldn't give Lambert, which might be perhaps the credit he deserves. Instead, give it to King. And, and instead, or at least it would have at worst, it would definitely would have boosted his reputation, and perhaps he could have got himself yeah. another Premier League job. I think, yeah, I think you're probably spot on with that, really. A, a sinking ship. I'm going to leave this sinking ship and I'm going to join Republic of Ireland <laughs> ship. It's, it's not much safer, is it? <laughs> Stick it out of your bollocks. Uh, another goal for Danny Ings, though. He's, he's definitely not going to be at Burnley next year, I don't think. He's scoring Premier League goals. Looking dangerous. Same with Charlie Austin. He won't be at QPR next year, I don't think, if they go down. Won't, won't these players... Well, they won't, but... the The... <laughs> How much are they going to cost? Mm. That's a good point, actually. Just compare them to Ross McCall. Yeah, and they are both English as well, which automatically doubles whatever value they are. Yeah, you're looking at... Probably... Danny Ings must be a, a 25 million I was going to say 15 million, probably. Liverpool would pay that, wouldn't they? Oh, in a half. <laughs> All right, where should we go next? Let's get the Swansea 1, Crystal Palace 1. Let's get the good games out of the way early, shall we? Uh, Wilfred Boney with another goal. Uh, and then Yednak with his second in two games from the penalty spot. Uh, Boney scored his 18th Premier League goal of 2014. Not bad. Uh, it was a nice touch from Yednak before the game. Obviously, he's the Palace captain. He's Australian. He put his cricket bat and hat out on the pitch, uh, right in the centre circle before kickoff. There's a few of these as well. There was, um, I think it was Adam Federici at Reading, put one in his goal before the game kicked off as well. It's nice to see that yeah, it's they... not just this closed world of football. There's the bigger world of sport as well. Yeah, they they marked the event at the um, the England Australia Test match in the in the rugby as well on Saturday. Yeah, tragic, tragic, really tragic. Yeah. They had a, a, min, a minute's applause. Yeah. Mm. It's also the same weekend of the Toronto match Gary Speed's death as well, so there's lots of minute silences all around the place. Um, just a very sad weekend for sport, but I don't really know anything else to take from this game, really. One all draw. Palace and Swansea. Yeah. Swans have conceded 13 points in leading positions this season. That would put them in uh, third place. Hmm. Uh, Hold on to your lead, Swansea. Yeah. 
And you'd think that Swansea would be a team that would be built to do that. Mm. A team that could keep possession of the ball. Yeah. Stay out of trouble. And then counter-attack really well. But they don't seem to be able to. <laughs> Annoyingly, Palace are probably going to be safe this year, which means Warlock may stay around for another season. But There's still, time. still plenty of time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the battle of the heavyweights. West Ham won, Newcastle nil. Newcastle had their winning, re- winning run snapped. Uh, Aaron Cresswell with a goal for West Ham. Got his first Premier League goal. Newcastle lost their first game since September the 29th. That's going to be... It's going to be odd for a Newcastle fan because they're not going to remember what that feels like. <laughs> it's, it's really odd. odd. I'd hate to be a Newcastle fan because Pardew is an annoying man. But like we said last week, he does he does what he needs to do every season. Gets them safe. They're never going to get relegated. And then that's it. It just switches off for the season for like the last three months of the year. The problem is that I think the things that are enjoyable about Alan Pardew are only enjoyable from the outside. <laughs> They're not things you want from the manager of your club. No, yeah. I think I think it's okay for, for us to enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. But if you, when you have to live with that on a daily basis. <laughs> I think that's spot on. Connor, you must have enjoyed this. One of front three for West Ham of Downing, Jarvis and Carroll. Team England. Bullet, bulletproof. Great, great <laughs> stuff. A back four of uh, Jenkinson, Collins, Tompkins and Creswell. Two English, two Welsh. It, the, the thing is, though, all, all joking aside, it is easy to mock, <clears throat> but what what West Ham are doing right now is pretty impressive. Yes. You know, they are within a point of Manchester United. Yeah. They're currently in the Europa League spot. Um, and on current form with the teams around them, it's not impossible to think that they could be there or thereabouts challenging for that Europa League spot. Mm. And when you think of where they were last season, yeah, um, it, it's yeah, it's it's looking good for them. It just has that that feel of temporariness about it. Yeah, I know what you mean. But there's there's this group of teams that are places below them. So you've got oh, well, just Arsenal and Tottenham in sixth and seventh, and yeah, you just know, you just know that they're going to get swallowed up. It's just a lack of consistency. Mm. Yeah, one or two Maybe injuries. just, or maybe, maybe even just losing too many of those big games. Mm. Well, the thing is, what, what I wonder about West Ham is where do they go long term from here? Because they're going to go to the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. So they're going to have. It, it will be a great stadium, and they've got it. They're going to get it pretty much on the cheap. Um, they'll probably get some naming rights for it. Um, so it's going to be an influx to cash that way. However, I don't think Sullivan and Gold, are particularly, I, I think they're rich, but I don't think they've got uber deep pockets. No. Um, I don't oh, think they're playing with them. I think, I think they're only ever playing with house money. Yeah, they put their money. There's in, nothing wrong with that. They put their money into level the ship after the Iceland crisis thing they had, and then uh, they've not really spent a great deal, but they recoup what they they spend as well, really. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how football clubs should be, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a credit, really. I'm just wondering if maybe they could become 
I'm talking long term. Maybe they could become a player in that sort of top six. Maybe challenging with the likes of of, of your team, Adam Everton. That that sort of just outside the top four. But with with that, you wonder about whether they've got whether the manager's actually good enough, mm. and even if he is, he still doesn't feel. He still has that temporary feel about him. You still don't feel that he's that that confidence shouldn't really be that fragile that it, it comes and goes like that. And while West Ham uh, used to be famed for it, who was the last player they brought through their youth academy of any sort of note? That's a good point. <laughs> I think if you want if you want to be that sort of club, you either have to have the ultra deep pockets, or you have to be a conveyor belt of talent. Mm. No, you've got Mark Noble there, but he, he doesn't really set the world on fire, does he? He's consistent, but he's not a, a Ferdinand or a, a Lampard or a Cole or anyone like that. But even that, how 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 long has it taken? How long has it been since Mark Noble came from? Yeah, exactly. He's been a Premier League player for a good, yeah, well, a long, long time. <laughs> it feels to me that the last player was Freddie Sears, isn't he playing in like League Two? Yeah, he plays for Colchester, I think. Yeah. The other thing, though, there's an argument, and this is what I think a few clubs have done, and talking about Newcastle as well, this is what they definitely did. They, they shut down their academy to all intents and purposes. Mm. Um, and I think quite a few, if you look down the list of the Premier League, I'm you see sure, quite a few, a few I'm of them sure New, Newcastle actually just, um, they just took it offshore to France. <laughs> well, yeah, that's their tactic, isn't it? That's, that's another way around it. If you've got a good scouting base... Mm. somewhere abroad and that's that's another way of alternatively spending the money and getting better value than trying to promote all these young English players it it's it's just different horses for courses isn't it I think mm. but um, I don't think West Ham are certainly alone in not being able to produce youth youth players anymore right. I think there's actually very few in the Premier League a lot of them come from but, lower league clubs and they're not, they're not paying through the nose for them but then they could become good players uh, we should also say Musa Sissoko had a good game. Two bookings in a minute. <laughs> I always like to see that. Achievement. <laughs> Adam said the only thing that would have topped it if he came on the minute before that as well, but unfortunately he did start the game. I mean, which is, shows he's been slacking. Really. <laughs> yeah, but he's been there for 73 minutes. Musa. If you can get booked that quickly. <laughs> yeah, put some more effort in. Uh, West Brom nil, Arsenal 1. Danny Warbeck with a goal. Uh, it's his sixth goal for the Gunners. Uh, Arsenal fans were protesting against Wenger before the game. Uh, Why? Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. This is going off because I've actually thought about it today, <laughs> and I think it's time for Wenger to leave. Arsenal, thanks for the memories, but it's time to say goodbye. Was a banner that was seen in the crowd. I agree. It, yeah, I don't. I can see both points, really. He's what he's done for them, and what seventeen successive Champions Leagues and all that sort of stuff. It's very good, but one, I'm starting to wonder whether football's left him behind a little bit. Yes. And two, the the other fact I think is that they won the FA Cup only what seven, eight months ago, if that. And you. You'd think there should have there should have been a feel good factor among the club. They should have built on it. And you should have seen them looking like they were going to challenge. Mm. And look where they are. His refusal to do what is so 
clearly evident in signing a centre back or a couple of centre backs is it's astonishing, really. Yeah, I, I can't understand he's, it. I think he's, he's got too much power. Yeah, um, he goes unquestioned, and I think that the worst thing now that could happen to Arsenal is these people asking for him to go and be a director of football. Mm. Yeah, because whoever comes in would have to work under who he brings in, and that's not going to work either. Do you mean like a repeat of Alex Ferguson? Well, but Alex Ferguson isn't actually a director of football, so that was bad enough as it was. Mm. But at least he was there. Just he that that directorship was effectively just ceremonial. Yeah. Did you see the picture of um, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain who was asleep on the bench during the first half? No. <laughs> That's how exciting this game was. <laughs> it's had a long week. Brilliant. It's had a long week, apparently. <laughs> it's very strange that they, 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 they brushed aside Dortmund in midweek, but then Dortmund didn't seem really that up for the game either. But uh, Dortmund are done, aren't they? Dortmund are qualified. Yeah, and they came uh, They Yeah, arrested, I think they rested a few players and they didn't really seem like they cared too much about the result. There was, just, there was no intensity in Dortmund's play. No. And that, from what, what I saw, what I would take from this is, though is that um, I believe Arsenal have a very poor record in early kickoffs. Mm. So that was at least something for them. West Brom have not scored for more than three hundred minutes. But um, I myself was, at, I myself had to spend a lovely Saturday at school, so oh. I wasn't, I wasn't watching this game. But Twitter told me that it was fucking boring. Yeah, well, also Chamberlain's asleep on the bench. That's <laughs> all you need to know. I believe. I believe one one tweet I I saw was that good news said good news it's half time bad news there's forty five minutes more of this to come. Yeah, I didn't see this either. I was in bed, but yeah, I don't think I missed too much. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool. They just managed to beat Stoke with a Glenn Johnson goal in the eighty uh, fifth minute. Uh, Literally, as I was willing on Stoke to yeah. score from school again. Bojan hit the post. Uh, it wasn't a, a a good performance by Liverpool by any chance. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Stops the rot, doesn't it? Yeah. But then a little bit of controversy by Gerrard being on the bench. Uh, they're, they're having to de- deny that there's a rift between Rodgers and Gerrard now. Isn't he? How old is he? 34, 35? Surely Rodgers Colin. is doing the right thing by resting him occasionally. I think he's 34 because I think he is Lam- Colin isn't Lampard 36 and he's younger than Lampard. That sounds about right to me. I don't know for definite off the top of my head. Mm. Yeah, 34 says on the BBC website. Yeah, but 34 years old. Have a break. <laughs> is this 34-year-old can't play every week? Shocker. <laughs> there was a, an interesting debate on Man on the uh, Man on the Post. I'm. I'm, I'm Getting ideas above my station. That's right. Ma- there was an interesting debate. <laughs> there was, yes. But what I actually meant to say was match of the day two extra. Uh-huh. Um, where there's an interesting debate between Mark Lawrenson and Trevor Sinclair. Yeah. Because. Two uh, great minds going at it. <laughs> yep. Lawrenson argued the case that now is the time for Gerard to be rested um, and Brendan Rogers has, has got to deal with that. Um, but Trevor Sinclair made the point that. No, Gerard should play every game, that he wants to play every game. Um, and then I thought, well, hold, hold on a minute. He's, he's retired from international football, so he doesn't want to play every game. <laughs> so so he's 
willing to sort of take time out of the game to prolong his career. Yeah. So I I, I think all this idea of a bust up between Rogers and Gerrard is is nonsense. I mean, the, the thing is, Brendan Rogers isn't having his, his greatest time at the moment. So the last thing he wants to do is to get embroiled with club hero Stephen Gerrard. Um, yeah, there's only going to be one winner of that, isn't there? Yeah, he's if, invincible. If, if Rogers gets into that, he's got no hope. Yeah, exactly. And as we all famously know from his quote, <laughs> you, can live, you can live for days without water, Colin, but you can't live for one second without hope. <laughs> She also knows and, and actually, kills you, so. He's always said that. <laughs> and I actually think Gerard's actually quite a good egg. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, when you've seen him work with previous managers, whether it be managers at Liverpool or with Roy Hodgson, especially at England, they've always massively rated Gerard um, and really trusted him. So, yeah, I, I think it's the right thing to play him occasionally. The, the most important game for Liverpool coming up is the game against Basel. Mm. Must win. Season basically depends on it, really, doesn't it? Because they're not going to do anything in the league this year. Their only chance is going on one of those miraculous Champions League runs that they seem to do occasionally. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah but that's not going to happen, is no. it? <laughs> Even if they get through the group stages, they'll get Real or Barca or in the second round and get battered. Uh, That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last game from Saturday then was a rather dull nil-nil draw between Sunderland and Chelsea. Oh, you've missed one. You've missed a game out. But go on, carry on. Oh yeah, Man United. <laughs> That's how relevant they are the season. Let's talk about Man United. Three nil winners against Hull. Van Persie scored a lovely goal, didn't he? Almost broke the net. They're back and roll. They're rolling. Yeah. They're the form team. Di Maria went off injured. You say they're not relevant, but <laughs> uh, Steve Bruce was 700th game in man- uh, management as a manager. That's that seems a lot for me. I don't think he's been a manager for that long. But he never he's never out of work. No, true. Yeah, from... He goes from Wigan to Sunderland to Birmingham to... Palace for a little bit as well. Um, he 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 always seems to be that manager who manages to convince another club that they want to take him <laughs> off another club. He's never getting. I, how often does he get fired? Not very often. Sunderland fired him, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I don't think any... I can't remember the last time. That must I mean, be I haven't, stu- I haven't studied his career, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. <laughs> but he doesn't strike me as someone who gets fired very often. That's some homework for you, Chris, on Thursday. Let us know Steve Bruce's managerial record. Uh, but yeah, they... um, Mark probably already knows yeah, it. He does. <laughs> if he turns up, he'll let him know. Um... Is it just a dominant performance, wasn't it? Hull had, well, just by the match of day highlights, one attempt on goal and pretty much one possession of the football as well, it seems. <laughs> not not great for Hull, who are plummeting down the table. Yeah, but I th- you think they're a really good team, mm. but... They're um, 17th. You start to worry. Level with QPR. <laughs> Are they too? Are they too good? They should be. They miss no grass, Colin, don't they, big time? Def, definitely. Yeah. How can they miss him? He only just <laughs> Oh yeah, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> he, he, he'd make a lot of positive change to that team, though, if he, if he was available. But yeah, should love having him in the team. Crosses he could put in. The other worry for Steve Bruce <laughs> is that uh, Hull City 
well, Hull City, not Tigers chairman, is, is a little bit nutty as well. <laughs> so so he could have his finger on the trigger. Yeah. Come Christmas time. Um, Someone's got to be fine. It's boring. <laughs> It's almost Christmas, for fuck's sake. How can it be... How can it... Tomorrow... By the time you're listening to this, it's December. <laughs> and unless someone pisses us off again and gets fired in the next 20 minutes... <laughs> I'm talking about you, Paolo DiCaglio. Yeah. <laughs> After everything... We're going to be in... De- we're going to be in December and no one's going to have been fired. After everything Pardew's done, he's still got a job. <laughs> Unbelievable. It is crazy. Isn't he... He's only lost this one game. There's every chance that tomorrow we wake up to the news that Pardew's been named manager of the yeah. month. Well, yeah, he had a really good month. But there's, there's no even talk, is there, of any managers being sacked? Especially among the bottom five or six, where you, one of them normally gets a bit rash and fires the manager just before Christmas. You don't hear it from Lambert or Irvine or Bruce. But here's the problem. Maybe because we've had such a high turnover of managers in the last two or three years, have we run out of good managers? <laughs> All the others are on guard. I mean, have we? We've got through them all. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when Crystal Palace have Neil Warner, I'm not being funny. <laughs> right? There's not, a, there's not a huge amount out there. But when so, you say that, while while you're one of these teams at the bottom and you see what happened to Crystal Palace last season and Tony Pulis is without a job, mm. how long does Leicester, for example, wait? It does seem odd that he's not got a job yet. He must have had offers, surely. You'd think so, wouldn't you? What What I would say is actually that in a world where managers do get fired all the time, yeah. that this won't happen. But a smart club would be firing if they had any sort of inkling that they thought their manager wasn't the man to to keep them up. Mm. They'd be pulling the trigger now. Yeah, but they always wait till like the twenty ninth of January. It seems. Because you want to give that manager the these four, what is it four weeks, but they've been the busiest four weeks. Mm. So you're probably talking about six games. Yeah. If you get them in on time to evaluate his squad and see what he does, need. if you're willing to pull the trigger and invest in January, mm. you need to be making that decision sooner rather than later. Yeah, definitely. They won't. They won't. <laughs> No, they certainly won't. Yeah, Hull have got six games in December alone and then one on New Year's Day. So, I mean, if Bruce Bruce wants to go, that's seven games for a new boss, maybe, theoretically, if they get one in straight away. But Well, yeah, but even if they don't, even if you give them a week or two to get them in, yeah, you've still got five they've games. They've still got that time. And then they've got, obviously, the, the window opens. It doesn't... Yeah. You've got the whole of January. And as we know, they won't do anything until the last day anyway. <laughs> no, that's not how teams work. It's the rule. <laughs> I, I'm just scouring my brain and I can't think of any manager apart from Pulis who would be instantly available. Who might be, who Premier League teams might take an interest in. Chris Coleman. That wasn't, that didn't get the laugh that I hoped it would. <laughs> Which suggests that either of you might have taken that seriously. He's doing alright for Wales. But it is Chris Coleman after all. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, they tend, they tend to take chances on managers from lower leagues now, don't they? Really? Like Poirier got a chance. Obviously, they've been sacked, though, haven't they? From Brian Bryan. I don't know. Let's talk about two teams that aren't really in trouble. Uh, 
Any dangerous second hand manager, Chelsea and Sunderland. It's a pretty dull game, wasn't it, really? No, no. Sunderland just like to piss on big teams' chips, don't yeah, they? Especially Chelsea's last recently. I mean, and Chelsea or Man City, and we will come for <laughs> We're beatable by every other team in the league. We'll, we'll, we'll even lose 8 0 to Southampton. <laughs> But you guys, no. <laughs> it was a really organised defensive performance by Sunderland. I was, I was impressed with that. It was dull as dishwater, but... Chelsea were really bad. Yeah. I they thought, just couldn't um, break him down at all. Mourinho didn't... didn't it, it also was quite striking to me that Mourinho seemed to have no faith in his squad mm. because he made no changes. Yeah. And then... Uh, the, from the team from the team that played midweek. Yeah. You could have started with Remy in this game. Or yeah, well, and Costa. And just the, there was no wit from the team. If you looked, I saw a thing on Twitter. It was really interesting of a, a heat map of um, av- no, not a heat map, an average position thing. Yeah. I think it might have only been for the first half, but um, Oscar was obviously playing. Oscar was playing too deep. Yeah. From what from what I would say, Fabregas was playing about twenty yards too deep. He's playing. His average position was on top of Matic. <laughs> Matthews doesn't need that. Like, he's playing far too deep, um, and William and Hazard were playing far too narrow. Yeah. And it's easy for Sunderland. It was, yeah. He's packed the box. Catamol literally was in the back four the entire time, and just blocking shot after shot. It's games like this that make me ask questions about Eden Hazard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you always hear lots of people talking about how he needs to make that step up to be one of the best players in the world. Mm. And to be on sort of that level with with Messi and Ronaldo, and uh, uh, you just think, no, you're he's a, lo- a level below that. Yeah, either of those two would have torn this Sunderland team apart. They would have found the space and they would have created something. I mean, a back four of Revelier, Brown, O'Shea, and Virgini. It, it's not the best in the world. Is it? <laughs> no, well, I just I, 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 who I feel sorry for is. Um, is, is Felipe the left back they signed from Atletico? Yeah. He was named amongst the 20 best offenders in the world for 2014. <laughs> Can't get a game for Chelsea. This And he's he'd have been marauding. This game would have been brilliant for yeah, him. Yeah, all that space. Could have stretched the defence, pulled him up wide. But I saw some Chelsea fans on Twitter criticising Aspilicueta because of his... Well, basically saying the same thing, that Felipe would have been great because Aspilicueta seemed reluctant to get forward. And mm. I just think, mm, you seem to have forgotten that Mourinho doesn't like them to go forward. Yeah, and that he is a right back. call him reluctant, but he got told not to go forward. Yeah. Ivanovic didn't get forward much either on the other side. But yeah, I still don't understand playing Fabregas that deep. It doesn't make sense to me. I know he's got 10 assists this season, but a lot of them, I doubt a lot of them have come from his own half. I understand if you want to play him as the... as. As one of the two pivots, but just play him, let him play that position, play higher up the, posi- up the yeah. field. When you're playing against a team as bad as Sunderland... It seems unnecessary, doesn't it? Just leave Matic you there. Don't, you don't need... Exactly. You don't need to play four, uh, a 4-2-3-1. Play 4-1-4-1. Four, 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 yeah. Then you've got some width as well. Strange decisions. Uh, let's move on to today's games then. Uh, Man City took apart Southampton... Fairly comfortably. Three goals in the second half. Yo Torre, Frank Lampard and Gael Gliché. Uh, was Mangala sent off in this one? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's his 
Fair. Brilliant start to life in the Premier League has carried on. It was, it was yeah, two, two blatant yellow cards. Oh, you couldn't, couldn't say fairer than that. <laughs> the best thing about it was that as soon as it happened, apparently, according to, to Jeff Strees on Sky, mm. literally the second he made the tackle, instead of um, shouting, being annoyed, uh, trying to influence the referee, Pelle, Pellegrini just shouted down the touchline to um, Demichelis to get, before the referee <laughs> even pulled out the second yellow card. <laughs> He knew what was coming. Yeah. Come on. And even if he didn't. Get, get you, take the bit off. If he wasn't getting sent off, Dimmy Carris is coming on for you. <laughs> I'm not having this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe he thought, right, best, worst case scenario, he's getting sent off. I need another centre back. Yeah. Best case scenario, I need to pull this fucker off. <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to get sent off at some point if he carries yeah. on. Yeah. He is a liability <laughs> today. Saints, though, the first real test this season, I think. And. Failed fairly miserably in it. I'd, I'd say that it was a strange because I'd say they competed, mm. but they just didn't. They they just never threatened. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a domination by City by any means. There was there was one moment in the first half when the game was still nil nil that I thought that some really scrappy defending just kept kept the ball out. Yeah, but. Apart from that, Southampton were, were lucky it could have been worse. There was the the um, the yellow card for Sergio Aguero for diving. That was a blatant penalty. He's not a diver, apparently, according to Pellegrini. He never dives. Well, that wasn't a, that wasn't a dive. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's not a diver, but that is not a dive. <laughs> um, but also, uh, there was another incident where I forget who the player was now. Um, I think it was it was Jovetic smashed the ball through Forrester's and Forrester got a leg to it but got nutmegged and the, the ball bounced up onto the line and it was cleared off the Ooh. line by a defender. So, Could have been worse. What, what's, a, what's a bit worrying for Southampton is that Man City scored most of these goals when they were a man down. Yeah, Lampard and Clichy's both came after being no Mangala was off. Yeah. And t- towards the end uh, company went off injured and they finished the game with nine men. <laughs> Yeah. Bad news, bad news. Colin, another goal for Frank Lampard, though. Carries on scoring, didn't he? Yeah, just out of interest, guys. Um, do you know how many Premier League goals Frank Lampard has scored now? 174. One less than Thierry Henry. <laughs> Good knowledge, guys. Good knowledge. <laughs> um, but if Frank is one behind Thierry in fourth, hmm. who are the three who are above him? Alan Shearer. He's top. He's number one. 260 goals. That's, um, That's really impressive. Can we just take a minute? That's, that is incredible. That is how amazing, many, yeah. How many goals was 260. that? 260. 200. Yeah. That's crazy. That's not going to be beaten, I don't know. That is a lot. That is, if you think about it, if that's a 10-year career. That's 26 goals a season. Yeah. Um, come on, Ross. We can do this. We need two more. All right, so Shira's top. Henry's right, well, well, in, Andy in Cole. third, in third, pl- Andy Cole is second. Oh, Come on, don't ruin this. Leave us, leave us, Colin. We can get this. <laughs> let, let us have at least one more guess. <laughs> I don't. I want to say Rob. As a little clue, as a little clue, he scored 178 goals. Oh, okay. oh well, before that, I didn't know. <laughs> I want to um, say uh, Robbie Fowler. He did do it for long enough, didn't he? 
Michael Owen. Robbie Fowler's sixth. Oh. Michael Owen's seventh. Oh. oh. I like Liverpool. Still down there. Um. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Could could t- it's, Teddy Sheringham? He's Sher- currently Teddy playing in the Premier League. Oh, Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Oh. Yeah, he's not beaten. Two hundred and sixty, I think. He's got 178, you say, Rooney's got now. He's got 178, so he's got quite some way to go. How many has um, Andy Cole got? 187. Oh, so he's going he's to be second. Yeah. Yep. I still can go. 260 goals. Well, hold on, we say that, though. We say that Rooney's not going to break it, but... I'm not saying I don't think he will. Oh, is he 29, is he? If 28, 28, I think. So he's got another six years, probably good goal scoring for maybe. I think that's a push. Yeah. I think he'll drive. If he plays deeper and he scores less, I think he could probably play for six years, but. He might get close, actually. I reckon about 230, 240, maybe. If you just say, if you say what, if he get, scores another 10 goals this season, if we round it up to say he's on 190, then he needs 70 goals. In six seasons. It's not hard, is it? Not on that team with the strikers they have. But that is very impressive from Lampard, though. To be ahead of strikers like Fowler and Owen. Where's, where's Gerard, Colin, out of interest? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Gerard is 16 Oof. with 113 goals. How many games, Stevie? Sixteenth. Takes so, so just about. I'm for kicks. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, if you got all the way up to seventy, you had Michael Owen. Then in in the next sort of sort of order, you've got uh, Les Ferdinand, Teddy Sheringham, Robin van Persie. What York around the ten? Uh, it's got a time of Dwight York is fifteenth. Oh wow! Fifteen. Thinking about that, what I just said there, Ross. When you think about, especially Owen, Fowler. Fowler did, didn't he? But I wonder what that stat is like without penalties because Owen didn't take them. No, all free kicks. They all just open play goals, weren't they, basically? Um, and if you think about what... Um, how All those other... Rooney takes penalties occasionally mm. when he's not missing them. <laughs> uh, Shearer obviously did. Henri did. Yeah. Unless he was fouled because he's a head coach. <laughs> Never understood that. But yeah, just just on Frank Lampard, I don't think he's going to to New York City anytime soon. <laughs> I think he. Uh, he proved. I think. Uh, I think. I think Pellegrini might just say, "Nah, you're all right, mate. Just, <laughs> just stay here for a little bit longer." Um, do, do you not think if he scores two goals in the next week, he might just be out? Thierry's gone. <laughs> he's not coming back again, surely, to the Premier League. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> just a New York exchange program where they just keep breaking the records. Arsenal loaning back for February. He gets two more. <laughs> they have to call a ceasefire. Well, the thing is, do you remember when I was talking, when I put a bet on Frank Lampard to, to play again for England? Yeah. And there was another bet that was Frank Lampard to score, I don't know, it was about 15 or more goals in the MLS season. Yeah. How gutted would you be if you did stay at Man City and you put a bet on Frank Lampard to score all these goals in MLS? I don't know, Colin. How gutted will you be? <laughs> well, no, I didn't put that bet on. <laughs> I just lost my money on the England bet. I'd be demanding my money back. 
<laughs> well, I went. What was the bet for just for him to play again or for him to play in 2014? I think it was just to again, play. Yes, to play for England again. Yeah. In the it was in the Euro qualifiers. Oh, so you've got another year. He can still get a game. Those Euro qualifiers. If he stays at if he stays at Man City, because you yeah. you'll see him in March, Colin. Yeah. He's resigned. Uh, oh, he retired, didn't he? Yeah. Ah, uh, he's fine. So did Beckham play. <laughs> exactly. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's a lie. <laughs> he didn't. Well, and it really annoyed me when I heard someone else criticise that because Beckham never retired. <laughs> he, got, he got retired. McLaren. Yeah. McLaren retired yeah. him. All right. We've got one more game to talk about from the Premier League this weekend. Uh, Everton Tottenham. Tottenham won 2 1. Uh, Soldado has yeah. got a goal. Unbelievable. Maybe the only way Spurs can win after playing on Thursdays is if they play another team that plays on Thursdays. <laughs> seems to be the only way possible. It is, that is a good stat, though, isn't it, Ross? Yeah, it's crazy. I think was well, Tottenham and Everton's records after playing in Europe is pretty poor, isn't yeah. it? In the this, was, this was the first game that Tottenham have won. Yeah. I think, Everton won. I, I think Everton's is slightly better, but not a lot. Yeah. Probably, probably now, not <laughs> probably <laughs> the same. Good goal from Morales, though. It was, yeah. Uh, that's about that's about all I can say. That's nice. There was a late claim for a handball. No, it's not handball. Uh, Everton uh, tenth and seven now. Spurs are seventh. Neither team has really got going this season, have they? But then having to play every other Thursday is not really helping. No, I was really uh, fr- frustrated at this um, at this defeat as well because I I felt that both the teams stuck. We started together in the table on the 17 points and mm. 9th and 10th. Yeah. And with the table as bunched as it is, whoever won the game was going to go level 6th. Yeah. And it feels like a missed opportunity. Hey, bright spark, Adam. You're above Liverpool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're in the top half. We're in the top half, aren't we? That's what you got to do. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some championship football. Colin. We can actually talk about Leeds this week. We played bloody well. Did you watch the game? Yes, I did. So did I, actually. We should add uh, to anybody out there that, uh, obviously due to broadcasting rights and things like that, you can't actually see live games in the championship at three o'clock. No, definitely. But, but you can. <laughs> um, so, so if you go to, uh, if you just Google football streaming info, at the moment, it's quite likely you're going to get all the championship games live streamed. Yeah. And the, the quality is pretty good. You don't get any commentary, you just get the live feed. Um, but if you combine that with your local radio station... That's exactly what I did. Exactly <laughs> what I did too. Then you've got, you've got the complete game. Um, is, the, is the commentary not out of time? Ever so slightly. Like a second behind, possibly. But it's, it's not that bad. You can live with that, can't yeah. you? I do that sometimes when I watch a uh, game and I don't like the commentary, I'll put the radio on and listen to that. And uh, watch the chess. <laughs> just, put, just put the white album on. <laughs> Namely, ITV happens in here. But, uh, yeah, that's our first win uh, against Derby since 2005, unbelievably. When Rob Hulse scored a hat trick. I had Hulse on the back of my lead show that season. Derby must not have been good all those times either. No, no. They had Robbie Savage playing for him for a long time when we played them as well. <laughs> And we had, Which tells you all you need to know. Yeah, a couple of games we had Savage versus Michael Brown in midfield. That was a footballing masterclass. 
But this was actually a good game, Colin. We played really well and scored two excellent goals and looked to the much better team. Two things I would say about this game, Ross, is first of all, Derby's undoing was that I, I've maintained that Leeds are not a bad team. They've let in silly goals and they've not scored enough. But the passing the ball, it's the best football Leeds have played in seasons. Uh, it was just a case of it coming together at some point. And it came together today. But what, why Derby came a cropper is because they came against a side that played the same football as them. So they're both very passing sides. And I think it was just that on the day, Leeds did the better with the better passes of the ball um, and that's why Leeds won um, I don't think Derby quite like it when other teams take it at them and play the same style of football that they do no Derby didn't have a shot on target in this game also you, you might want to, you made some very good points um, some very salient points Ross during our sort of chat during the game um, about Will Hughes you absolutely mugged off quiet. by Lewis Cook 17 year old Lewis Cook couldn't get past but I him. rate Will Hughes very highly. Mm. Um, yeah, him and Mark in our the centre midfield played really well. And Anthony second... with two more goals. He's brilliant this season. He, he is. He still looks a bit trampish <laughs> with his beard and he always looks like his shorts are falling down. Um, but one other point I would say is, and I don't think you, you may not have seen this in any other game in, in at the weekend, is I, I think Neil Redfern sent out a real message to the Leeds players. And I think he's given him a bit of a rollicking. And I think he said, right, because Leeds have had some poor performances of late, you perform or I'm going to drop you. Mm. And if you don't believe me, look at our captain, Jason Pierce, yeah. who sat on the bench. <laughs> he, he didn't only take the captaincy off him. He put him on the bench. Yeah. Right. And he's been an ever present. So when the manager's doing that, I think that sends a clear message that you either step up or you're going to get dropped. We give a clean sheet. There's... there's... Those two things are definitely linked as well, I think. <laughs> Drop Pierce, keep clean sheet. Um, elsewhere in the championship, uh, unbelievably no Hunt scored for Ipswich on his debut. That was always going to happen, wasn't it? First goal in two years, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> unbelievable. We're playing them next we... week. He's, um, he's not allowed to play against us, is he, surely? He's on loan. Oh, I don't know if I want him to or not, but... <laughs> Uh, Fulham beat Brighton. I think Darren Bent scored a goal there. His first goal in a long time as well. Uh, now on loan at uh, Brighton. That that is that is a coup. Yeah. That is a massive coup because I, I I rape Darren Bent and he, he can score in the Premier League for me. So he, in the Championship he could he could get hatfuls. He's got to get fit. But yeah, Brighton are in the bottom that, three as well. So that's yeah. that's going to save their season possibly. Ipswich are up to second place um, with that win. Uh, Birmingham beat Forest. Uh, they're climbing the table slowly. That, that, and that is a real story as well, Ross, because Birmingham City were down and out under Lee Clark. Yeah. And he jumped ship to Blackpool. <laughs> or, or he got sacked by Birmingham, didn't he? And then, then joined Blackpool. Yeah. But, but Great career move. Eight, <laughs> that's two, two wins on the bounce now for Birmingham. They're out of the relegation zone. Um, they're, they're looking pretty good now. Yeah. Have so, they won a home um, game? Yeah, against Forest. Who yeah, are, against Forest. Who were doing well, we should say. Start the season, they're ninth now. But. Yeah, and they um, also beat Watford as well at home. Yeah. It's not even a sideways step for Lee Clark. It's definitely a downward step on the other to go to Blackpool. But Blackpool got a point uh, away at Rotherham. Two relegation teams this season for me, but 
They've got nine points now. Blackpool, they're only ten points off of safety. Uh, Fulham won again. Ten points off of safety? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. They're, they're, they're down. The problem is, there's not, they're not going to have any more players when they get to... No. <laughs> that club has been destroyed by their owner. Yeah, the Oyst- Carl Oyston, is it? He's a horrible man. And I think they've got an investor as well. And there's infighting between the two, between the Oystons <laughs> and the other guy. And I think both of them are sort of trying not to blink <laughs> and like say, all right, who's, who's going to sort of uh, blink first? And um, maybe it's a case of they're willing to see the team go down a division, <laughs> believe it or not, to sort this whole mess out. How many goals has that player trialist scored I know, <laughs> in, in the preseason? Hey, I don't think he's got any yet. Oh. Can't play for Villa. Take the number nine, Villa. <laughs> oh. um, so that's pretty much it from English football. It's all a bit bunched up. Let's do some. How did everyone's favourite racist get on? <laughs> they lost Sheffield Wednesday. Good. <laughs> Unbelievably, Wednesday actually scored two goals in the game, and they managed to beat them. Uh, let's do a little bit of gossip then before we go. This is getting quite fun to do this, especially getting closer to the transfer window. Ha. Let me stop you there, Ross. Have we got anything from the Metro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just quickly, because I thought that you were going to talk about, you were going to maybe go abroad slightly. I don't want to talk about everything, but yesterday, Real Madrid won their 16th straight game. Yeah, the league is pretty much over this season, isn't it? 16 straight games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Barcelona are playing now, aren't they? Uh, yes, I think they are. And I can't, I can't watch it because I'm currently in the game of brinksmanship myself with um, Sky over refusing to sign a new contract <laughs> to get Sky Sports Five. Uh, it's nil-nil at halftime. Oh, uh, danger! Yeah, it could be, it could be bad for them. Sorry, back to your gossip. I've derailed yeah, it. Football. You could watch it, Adam, on football streaming info. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on the tape? <laughs> no, I'm not. Because if you are, we need to be on it as well. Just tell us. We're not going to be angry. <laughs> well, I, on a side note of where Sky have really lost, are going to lose this battle is the fact that I can watch it on Sky Go. Yeah. I just can't watch it on my TV <laughs> unless I sign a, a new contract with them, which I don't want to do because I don't want to... They, they're going to lose all the... They lose loads of games next season. Yeah. So why would I want to agree to pay them the same amount of money for 18 months? <laughs> Seems crazy. Seems like Sky know that. Yeah. And they thought that I, they could trick me with a new channel. Yeah, please sign your deal now. Well, we've got the Sky Sports 5 or European football is on. Oh, no. I can't watch the Dutch. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Arsenal are going to target Newcastle's uh, central midfielder, Moussa Sissoko, as they had to aim to add some strength to their midfield. Uh, I thought that was going to be a boring, generic Newcastle are going to look at, quote, lower league... Um, Arsenal are going to look at, <laughs> sorry, quote, um, lower level Premier League central defender. <laughs> Close, central midfielder. And then never never buy him. <laughs> uh, they're looking to bring him in as cover for Wilshire, who is out until March with an injury again. So that's this season done through. Uh, Gunners are also switch to an 8 million move for Ipswich defender Tyrone Mings. Ah, oh, they've gone down a level. It's not even Premier. They're not even looking at Ashley Williams anymore. Oh. This is ludicrous. If they don't get Matt Tommel, they're going to sign a guy from Ipswich instead. 
Fair enough. They're definitely at the same level. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> Uh, Man City will hold talks about extending midfielder Frank Lampard's loan uh, in January. So that's definitely going to happen, I think. We've already figured that out ourselves. Aren't they in charge? I don't understand. Who are they holding these talks yeah. with? Themselves. themselves. <laughs> Hi, David. I don't feel like going up today. <laughs> Do I have to go to work? No. Can I, can I stay in bed all day? Of course you can, David. <laughs> that's me talking to myself. <laughs> uh, Falcao has until April to convince Man United to pay 44 million for him. Isn't he on? No, that's just a lie, though, isn't it? Because isn't he on loan for two seasons? I Apparently, think. yeah. That's what I thought the deal was as well. Metro. Uh, the Mirror, unfortunately. Oh, Although, damn it. <laughs> sources probably about the same. Made up. <laughs> <laughs> Man United face a difficult decision whether to offer striker Javier Hernandez a new contract after learning Real Madrid will decline a permanent. Transfer. What? Will decline a permanent transfer? Doesn't make sense. So Real Madrid don't want to sign him? Yeah. So Manchester United have to decide whether to offer him another contract or not. Maybe he's going to be... Maybe he's in the last year of his contract. Uh, oh, and Arsenal, Liverpool and Tottenham are all believed to be interested in him. I forgot he was still there, to be honest. He's not He's not there, is it? Real Madrid. Is he? Yeah. Show so much attention I pay. Irrelevant to Man United... <laughs> Well, I don't know why one of the, one of those clubs didn't buy him earlier. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. He could have done a job for Liverpool this season, almost certainly. <laughs> um, I, I mean, but if we're going if we're gonna just spend our time listing people who could have done, <laughs> done a job for Liverpool, yeah. there's a guy in Barcelona who could have done quite a good job. This show's never going to end. <laughs> Arsenal are willing to put in a 16 million pound offer for Everton's Republic of Ireland midfielder James McCarthy. Didn't you pay 16 million for him? Yeah, fifth, uh, 15. Ah. A million pound profit in two years. Yeah, doesn't 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 feel right to me, does it? <laughs> uh, West Brom boss Alan Irvine will join Everton uh, in a race to sign Joel Campbell from Arsenal. See, this is strange because I've not heard anything about Joel Campbell joining Everton. No. And then, apart from when I heard people talking about it outside Goodison Park last week. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so. Mm. What do you think, Colin? Yeah, it could happen, I suppose. But... Yeah, the, the all right World Cup, Joe Campbell, didn't he? He didn't do, didn't really set the world on fire, but he played for Costa Rica, so, you know. <laughs> and you can understand why he wants out of Arsenal, because you you get the sense he's been lied to. Yeah, cannot get a game at all, apart from meaningless ones, it seems. Uh, this is definitely your level, Colin. Leicester will compete with QPR to buy Jermaine Defoe in January. Is he coming back? Well, he's at Toronto, isn't he? So I guess he's contracted there. So there's not going to be any opportunity for him to, to do both. No. Um, not... <laughs> Are you suggesting he could play two games a week? <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely very eager to play back in the Premier League, I think. With the From... time difference, Colin, he could probably play two games in a weekend. <laughs> What do you mean, like on Live Aid, where Phil Collins <laughs> played in London, and then he went over to America and on a on a Concord? And yeah, I mean, like we, we haven't we haven't got Concord anymore, so it's going to need to be spread out a little bit more than Live Aid was. But you are spot on. <laughs> British Airways might not, but Jermaine Defoe might have bought more. <laughs> he did play for Harry for a long time, so. You know. 
I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I think Jermaine Defoe would do a job for you in the Premier League, but... Mm. He's 32 now. It depends what that job is, though, isn't it? <laughs> Sweeping yeah, he... up, <laughs> selling pies at half-time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, one final one then. Uh, Man United legend Ryan Giggs has emerged as a target for Wigan if the club are forced to terminate the contract of Malcolm Mackay. Is he, is he Van Gaal's assistant, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Assistant. Wigan. Can I say that? Can I say this now? This is 100% bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> which makes, which leads me on to my next point. Metro. <laughs> uh, no, that's the Sunday people. Oh. Which I didn't think was still a paper. <laughs> Fair play to them. <laughs> still going somewhere. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> um, that's bizarre. Hmm. Well, why, why would that, why would Ryan Giggs even consider that? Multi-millionaire Ryan Giggs. It does show you that. Um, it does. Well, you do have to think sometimes, Colin. These managers, these multi-millionaire players, that they want to be managers, have to go and earn their mm. earn their stripes. Ryan Giggs probably could aim a little bit higher than that. <laughs> yes. And also, also, he's probably enjoying his role learning under Van Gaal. You would think. Yeah. And second to that. Dave Whelan really is a great judge of personalities, isn't he? <laughs> Gigs will fit right in with his past indiscretions. Just stand-up guy after stand-up guy. <laughs> oh, we've even got an and finally this week. Former Liverpool winger Albert Riera has been sacked by Udinese after he skipped a match to play in a poker tournament. This is brilliant. I've read this story. It's not that. It's not that he skipped it. It's that he was at a poker tournament and it was going quite well. <laughs> and he And he didn't want to leave. So he just decided to stay. I quite admire that, to be honest. Came third. Oh, fair play. I quite admire that. Obviously, you've got a contract and you got paid to do a job, but still. I mean, it's nice to show that what I feel sorry for him for about a little bit is that just the inconsistency. I mean, that's what you said the other day when we were talking about Chad Evans, Ross, and you were saying, oh, well, I wouldn't have a job. I reckon if you did this, you probably would still have a job. <laughs> Yeah. You might have a, you might have a verbal warning, maybe even a written warning. But Can footballers phone in sick. That's exactly it. Why not do that? <laughs> Come on. Feel a bit peaky. Uh, I might just give this one a miss this week. You don't know. Perhaps it was t- one of those televised poker tournaments. Oh yeah. Or perhaps it was. Um, or perhaps when it because it was game day, if you call in sick, they still want you to go in. <laughs> yeah, sit in the stand. Yeah. Or just yeah. Let, let us assess you. We really need you. <laughs> Either way, well done, Riera. I am are you. Yeah. Come back to England. Although you, although you didn't win. No. Come to Liverpool. They like third place finishes. Has anybody actually played in sort of a sort of intense poker tournament before? Yes, I, I have. It is. I can see why he's been drawn in. <laughs> it, it, it is quite good. exciting. I was playing. I got to the final table and then I realised I was out of my deck. <laughs> The people take it incredibly seriously. This is in Vegas, right? I went to Vegas. Oh, um, Collins one up me. Is this when you well, saw Barry Manilow? Yeah. Oh, you're living it up. You no, no, I wasn't playing poker with Barry. Um, <laughs> no, basically, I'd gone over there because this couple who was a friend of a friend had to turn up. They got married at a little Elvis chapel in Vegas. Um, was it meant to be ironic? Sadly, I don't think it was. Um, but 
anyway, if that's what floats your boats, that that's cool. Anyway, there's this other guy who's who's a bit mental, and he was like, "Yeah, let's enter this poker tournament." And um, I didn't really want to do it because it started at about ten in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, get up early then." Um, but <laughs> on your holidays. <laughs> Anyway, he goes in there and he's 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 out straight away, basically. And um, I'm I'm no top poker player, but I just thought because you get you know in Vegas you get free beers, don't you, and stuff like that, yeah. yeah? Keep sitting down. So yeah, I'm getting quietly mashed. <laughs> it's ten o'clock. I've had no breakfast, so um, they probably get free breakfast if you'd asked. Well, just on a poker table, like bacon <laughs> and eggs. <laughs> um. But anyway, people keep dropping out as, as it goes on. There's about like 200 people in this tournament. Anyway, ends up I'm like on the last two tables, right? I'm way out of my death, <laughs> right? I'm, and there's like guys with like cowboy hats on and, you know, aviator shades, playing it really cool. And there's like me like in an Adidas T-shirt or something. And, um, well, in the end, I didn't win. But, um, but I did quite well. No, I would have been in a very good position, but I think I got to the point where I had to go all in. Oh. And I went all in, and I think... Uh, I thought, right, I have to go all in at this point because I'm running out of chips. <laughs> and I think I got... I had ace-queen, yeah. and I got beat by an ace-king. Oh. Oh. Oh, and that would have put me on the final ten. And I've had loads of chips then as well. You'd never want to be in that position where you've got, you've got to go all in. You'd never want to be in that yeah. position. <laughs> That's one of those things when it happens online that you feel like it's yeah. fixed. Yeah, you're cheating me. Fucking computer. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't real people I'm playing. I'm playing a computer. But the good thing about the good thing about playing tournaments is it's a way of being able to play loads of hands. Mm. If you if you're if you're lucky like Colin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, the thing is, I wasn't actually that. I wasn't lucky. I was just like. Oh no, that didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no. No, my strategy was: hey, if I'm not at all confident. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I just spent hours doing that, I'm out, I'm out. And everybody dropping out of the tournament, gambling on whatever cards they had. And I was just left there, and I was like, bloody hell. Sensible play. Anyway, with that story of gambling, that's the end of this week's podcast. Um, Make sure you head over to mailpost.com. You can download and listen to our podcast from there, or go to the links that we tweet out every week, which takes you to our Libsyn page. Uh, Also get the podcast on iTunes, uh, please rate and review us five stars would be nice but if you don't know the show just give it a lower rating I don't really care iTunes uh, do what they want it seems with ratings these days <laughs> <laughs> just throw random shows up in the top ten um, yeah listen out for the midweek podcast uh, Man on Post Extra Time this week with Chris and the uh, lovely Joe who put in a lot of effort to get on the show this week so thank you for that Joe um what, what happened? Uh, it was very short notice, and he had to go to his sister's house, Colin, is it? Because he hasn't actually got broadband himself, which is odd, to be honest. But... I, th- I think he was dialing from his sister's boyfriend's bedroom. Okay. We do remember that he, he, he has a pantry, so... He <laughs> lives up north. He has to. Broad, broadband's not... Not having broadband isn't much of a surprise. <laughs> the tin cans don't quite stretch that far. Um... <laughs> So, yes, check us out on Twitter, at Man on the Post. We tweet occasionally, mainly when football's on, it seems. <laughs> uh, so, until next week, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Adam. Bye. And it's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And always remember, that's your Man on the Post. Bye.